Welcome to Overcoming the Odds podcast. I'm your host, Josh Coyne. Today's episode, I talked to Linda Webb. She's the founder of the Amani Mind, a healthcare startup focusing on helping people improve healthcare outcomes and their therapeutic experience through an integrated model, blending Western and Eastern medicines. When I talked to Linda, we discussed her background in Western medicine and how she transferred from traditional medicine as we know to a more Eastern medicine where she's focusing on the mind, building on her training in Eastern medicine. Linda is now an Ayurveda practitioner, which I had never heard of such a thing, but it was fascinating to learn about it. I was actually in Western medicine speaking to doctors. So I understood disease states, but within that whole time frame, that's when I was diagnosed with uh, Hashimoto's, which is a form of autoimmune and thyroid issues. And so I checked in at an Ayurvedic uh, retreat center, and I have to say that it completely turned me around. I, I came out feeling great, and, and it stuck to the point where I had family members look at me and say, this is not <laughs> this is not the same person. You're completely different. So what happened in there? We also talk about yoga, being mindful, mental health, and what role your diet plays in how healthy you feel. All that and more with Linda Webb coming up after the break. This episode is brought to you by Gaming VPN. It's a VPN for gaming and streaming. Stay secure online all the time with Gaming VPN, only for iOS. Get it on your iPhone and always have a secure connection without being on a public Wi-Fi. Go to gamingvpn.tech. I'm Josh Coyne, and this is Overcoming the Odds Podcast. You're actually one of the first people that I've interviewed that I don't actually know in person. Like everybody else that I've talked to so far or have volunteered have been like friends or friends of friends where I at least met somewhere. But um, obviously, you know, you and I've never met. And uh, like I said earlier, I read through your your bio and your website and found it was pretty interesting. Like I don't understand some of it, but that's why I wanted to talk to you also. You know, like I don't even know how to pronounce this. I couldn't find an actual pronunciation of the, what is it? Are you Verda? Veda? Are you Veda? Veda. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, are you Veda is how you kind of say it. Okay. <laughs> right? okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, I want to talk about that with you too. So if you want to just, you know, give a brief introduction yeah. and we can just go from there. Yeah. I, I th- thanks so much, you know, for inviting me on and to talk about this. Um, so I, yeah, I think my journey started and, you know, I'm, I'm from the Midwest, right? So <laughs> things when you grow up in the 80s and, and 90s and a health perspective, it was different back then. Mm-hmm. And that kind of led me down the path where I am now because there were so many learning lessons of things back then that we we didn't we weren't aware of, right? So um I actually started throughout my college journey, you know, fairly healthy. And then uh once I hit corporate America, I you know was this type A go-getter have to succeed, right? Sure. <laughs> uh, always be the top, right? Masters in sales, uh, you know, really going after and traveling around the whole country. And at some point within that time frame, uh, and actually I was actually in Western medicine speaking to doctors because majority of my, my background was in pathology and biotech, women's health, autoimmune, so I understood disease states, but within that whole time frame, that's when I went down 
with myself and I was diagnosed with uh, Hashimoto's, okay. which is a form of autoimmune and thyroid issues. And, mm-hmm. you know, women particularly get this quite often, but that, that, that kind of stunned me to where I am right now in my journey, but it, it was definitely a whole 10 years of, of, of really trying to understand it. Yeah. I mean, the, what my, my first guest, actually the first episode, she thought she had Hashimoto's, but ended up being whole other diagnosis, but that was, that was part of the, like the testing that she had to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it was, it was misdiagnosed as that for a number of years. And then after seeing other professionals and she was able to figure out that it wasn't that, and it was something else completely ob- obscure, but right. um, at least you were able to figure that out, right. right. From the exactly. get go, instead of waiting for years until you were able to figure out the diagnosis. Right. And and that's, you know, really from a Western medicine perspective too, being in that there's a lot of misdiagnosis out there. There's a lot of speculation on what ifs, you know, and that's where I, I dove into where I am right now into Eastern medicine as a full, fully certified Ayurvedic practitioner, uh, because that ultimately led me to understand really how the body works and it's not just these labels, right? We might have these Western perspective labels, but it's a bigger picture out there that many people aren't aware of. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, from my own background too, like I read a little bit on your website um, about, I'm just going to read it word for word if I wrote it down correctly, because I was in a bit of a hurry beforehand, but um, essentially, um, let's say you're educating others about improving health, mind, body, and then self-care and divine power within, right? Like that's on your website. Mm-hmm my own mental state, like one of the main attributes that I, I feel as though that I'm still alive and I'm still here and as healthy as I am is for that reason of, of being able to basically project, right? Like project what I want, tell my mind, my mind telling my body that I'm not sick. There's nothing wrong with me being able to like keep my medication and workout schedule and everything that keeps me going. You know, that's, that's, that happens all the time and I'm, I don't deviate from it, but Simultaneously, I don't negative. I don't have negative thoughts in my brain about the future either. For me, you know, yeah. and I feel as though like this sentence is is somewhat on par with that as well. I mean, do you feel as though like even you wrote it? So, do you yeah. think that's that's a true statement? Yeah, you know, it's it's so interesting to just from my not only my professional experience in this, but personally, which is so much more powerful, right? Because if you have the personal perspective of what you're going through then you can relate so much more to other patients going through this and, and suffering. But I think that is the big miss out there in, in healthcare in general in the U S is that mindset perspective on it and positivity and, and that spirit, right. That divine spirit to keep you going. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a, 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 you know, I really, really thrive on patient advocacy and having people really empower themselves for their own health right? Not just say so-and-so said this, I'm going to follow them. I truly believe we know how to heal ourselves and there is that power within, right? We have our own spirit. Intuitively, we can do it. And I think, you know, my journey was getting the right information from Eastern medicine to go that direction. So, yeah, I mean, I was going to say too, because like that isn't an East a Western medicine mentality at all, that that's more of obviously Eastern mentality of the use your brain and and the, the tools around you and, and versus like, here, take this medication, go sit in this waiting room, right. you know, whatever, pay, pay your insurance out the, out the butt for the cost of that. And, right. and then you're still not going to be better <laughs> or maybe you will, but just not hundred percent. So, 
Um, so yeah, so I want to talk to you also about like how you went from, you know, this corporate America, if you will, into like, what was the catalyst for change for you? Like, what was like, all right, you've got a great job. You're, you're busting your ass and making your numbers. I'm, I'm assuming you like, you were a sales rep of some type. Is that what you were doing? Well, I started out as that. And okay. then as progressing, I, you know, would expand and I had my, I got my master's degree in healthcare management and my MBA, and then continuously would try. I mean, for me, learning is imperative, right? So I'd always try to gain more knowledge and understanding, especially in health issues and diseases. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when I started that sales, I did start out as that. And that kind of drove me to really understand the whole system of care out there in general. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So then you were, you, something changed in your brain, right? You went Mm -hmm. through these courses and this education and great job. And then all of a sudden something, what was that something? Was there, what was it that did it for you? Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's a couple of things. I I always say that it's the journey that kind of, it leads you, it's, it's kind of goes in your face. It comes really frequent. It's not just a one, for me, it wasn't a one-time aha moment, but it was just layers and layers of years until something happens that really does, you know, wake you up for real. And that was when um, I completely, when I was in my master's degree and traveling the country for um, laboratories, I was in the leukemia and lymphoma space helping with oncology at a Mm. laboratory diagnostic company. And Uh, I had full-blown burnout, um, adrenal burnout. uh, My thyroid uh, levels were off. Hashimoto's full-blown, all of it. And, you know, it goes to that section of is health in general is wealth, right? There's nothing more important, I believe, in your life but your health. Because once you have that, you know, nothing, everything kind of falls in place, right? Everything, your dharma, your artha, your karma, all the the Buddhist (laughs) men philosophies actually come back. So that really was the epiphany for me. I I actually checked into an Ayurvedic uh, retreat center after rigorous amount of testing, blood work, the same old, same old from Western medicine, same prescriptions, same nowhere. And I had it. And I said, you know what? I've done acupuncture. I've done all the things, but I need a full-blown something new. (laughs) So I checked in an Ayurvedic uh, retreat center and I have to say that it completely turned me around to the point where I had family members look at me and say, this is not, <laughs> this is not the same person. You're right. completely different. So what happened in there? And that is when I said, my mission in life is truly to help people. Like I want to do nothing else. This needs to get out. And I'm one of the ones to do it. So, I mean, that's, that's awesome that you were able to find that and that it was able to work so well for you. So like your family said, what happened in there? What what was, right, right. What, what was the difference and what did they do? Yeah, I, I think, you know, what Ayurvedic medicine, which is a 5,000 year old science, mm-hmm. they don't just look at uh, treating the symptoms like Western medicine. They really get to the true root cause okay. of what is going on with disease, uh, but it's more of the prevention of disease, right? So uh, it's not just one thing, it's the whole person. So it's mind, it's body and it's spirit. It's the emotional factors because we're all one person. We're not just one thing, right? right? So all those pieces 
through meditations, through panchakarma therapies, which detox the body, all of it came in place. And it, I, I came out feeling great and, and it stuck. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. So how long did it take to go from like, whenever you went to this facility or retreat to mm-hmm. the other end of feeling better? It was like a weekend. Was it like a month? Uh, you know, it was something you can do right now for my clients that I work with. They can do this on their own, right? If they know how to do it, because I guide them and teach them what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, I, you know, I checked in and it was kind of a full blown three week process. So okay. you turn in your cell phone, you know, you're mm-hmm. meditating every day. Um, it is very secluded, right? But sometimes you need to decompress and do that and, and just completely shut out all the noise and get back to yourself. And Absolutely. that's something that I needed to do. And that was in California? Uh, that was in Iowa. Actually. In Iowa. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I would I'm never not sure have if they're that. still doing it, but <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I would never have thought that. You did that for the three weeks. You felt better. Obviously, it worked for you, right? You got some, some information and some, a better feeling about yourself out of this right. retreat. What was, was that the same time you're like, that's it. I'm done with Western medicine. I'm just going to now study Ayurveda yourself and then go from there. Was that the, that sold so, it for you? Uh, no, no. It's so interesting. This is the whole part of the journey, right? We, we get really healthy and better. And then I felt so good. I'm like, Oh my gosh, now I want to go back to what I was doing in some way. Uh, but then I shifted gears to work more in breast cancer um, with uh, breast geneticists in Chicago. And, you know, it, it, I felt amazing, but there was something missing. And that truly was my passion, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I, I had this energy, I had my health, I had the go-getting, go-getter mentality. I was able to implement everything I learned on myself and feel good. But the biggest piece to health is, you know, doing your passion. And, and I think a lot of individuals, you can pull the bandaid off and say, no fear. I'm quitting my job, my nine to five job, and I'm doing this. And I, I truly believe, you know, we're here on life. This <laughs> We have one life. We have to fulfill it and do what the need is, why we're here. Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, if you talk to or listen to anybody who has lived a very long life and, you know, a couple of things that they've told, told me, at least, I don't know, how often you talk to old people about this, but um, <laughs> is that, you know, they always say like, if you, there's that saying, if you work, if you love what you work or lo- love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Right. There's that aspect of things. And then those are the most happy people anyway. Right. So like right. you could be making a ton of money, but right. if your passion is not what you're doing, then you're going to hate your life. You're going to be a miserable person right. for the most part, <laughs> Yeah, you know, like yeah, give or take, you're still missing right. like this one thing. Yeah, exactly. And, and that true, it truly is. I mean, you, you know, this too, it, it comes from your heart. It really is. That's what matters is Mm -hmm. when you wake up in the morning, what excites you and what that is, you need to be doing it. Yeah. Ultimately that does turn your health around. (laughs) Right. Cause you're enjoying your life, you know, like you're happy to wake up and not miserable and sad about like where you are in the world or going to this crap job you hate or whatever it might be. Right. Exactly. Something to look forward to. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk real quick too about, you know, I was, like I said earlier, I was on your website and it said the Amani mean mind, I'm sorry, Amani mind, right. That's that. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, the, the website's actually coming out the end of next week. So that's probably the old website you're looking at. Yeah. <laughs> and it says, it said, it said coming soon. So yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So what is that? 
So it, right now, um, specifically, like we spoke about, is I'm I work right now one on one with patients, clients that truly, you know, want to maybe feel better, preventative health, and you know, maybe they do have a sickness. Um, but for me, it's you know, if someone has. I can see everybody, but majority of the time it's women that come to me. Mm-hmm, sure. uh, there's a lot of women's health issues too, but I, you know, there's so much out there that I help. Uh, but Ayurveda consults is what I do one-on-one. Okay. The Ayurveda, we talked about that and re- briefly touched on it. Right. And then we talked about, we're going down the route of like how you changed your lifestyle and your path because of this, this course, right. This mm-hmm. workshop, I should say. And then you were working in oncology and then realized it just wasn't, it just wasn't for you anymore. It it fulfilled everything. I think, you know, the biggest piece is I, after I got better, that what made me better is what I wanted to help other people with. So Mm -hmm. um, I truly believe in still, you know, emergency medicine and Western medicine. And there's, there's great things. I think what was, what's missing still is how can we work together you know, Western medicine, Eastern medicine, how can we collaborate? Mm -hmm. Diagnostics is extremely important. There's needs for so much, but there's such a need out there that's missing the whole system, the whole person, you know, mind, body, spirit. And truly that's my mission is, you know, you know, we need to integrate (laughs) together. Yeah. I mean, how do you think that we can get to that point? Right. Cause like Western medicine is so rigorous with insurance and approvals and Mm-hmm. you know, testing and et cetera. And, and then Eastern medicine is not like that, right? Like it's just, right. it's just more about, uh, like you said, mind, body, and so like herbs and how you feel and like, what's your surroundings and, mm-hmm. um, meditation. So how can you combine the two of these things and then still be like having the insurance company pick it up, right. Or whatever. Right. How's that possible? How, do you think there's it's a way? Coming. It will. I mean, I have faith. It's, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of voices like mm-hmm. myself. It takes mm-hmm. a lot of educating, um, you know, individuals in Western medicine that, you know, that that's where I came from. So I know how to <laughs> talk to them, you know, because this is 5,000 years old. There's so much data on this. There's so much, it's been around longer than anything. Right. It works. Right. Um, but I think the biggest pieces is convincing once someone can truly implement it and then show someone else and insurance eventually will, will get there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it takes a while. It took a while for insurance to get on mental health, but they do that now. So, right. you know, like you've seen a therapist before they were like, forget it. We're not paying for that. Yeah, so exactly. now, now insurance companies pick that up because they realize it's, it's important for people to do that. Important. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I, have, I have a friend who has her master's in something similar. I don't, I'm not entirely sure what it is, so I don't want to butcher it, but basically she works at a, a like a university hospital in Philadelphia And she is a yoga instructor and that's really what she does is just like Mm -hmm. teaches these patients or helps these patients with yoga and with, you know, being more mindful and understanding where they are and their physical body and the whole thing. And, you know, that's at like a a Western medicine hospital school, like it's, Mm -hmm. and they hire her and paid her and she has this great job doing that. And she loves it because it's both, right. It's, it's both the Western and the Eastern and at the same time, the patients really, really enjoy it because yeah. it's not the same old baloney test they've been getting for years and like, you know, blood, get your blood drawn again today. Great. <laughs> yeah. Why? Great. This is fun. More yeah. needles. Great. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
I mean, she really likes it and it helps out. And she's seen a good increase in her patient's well-being also. Like the long-term care, they've been there. The people that have been there for months, once they start with her, they start to feel a little bit better, right? And like they yeah. have some more, more energy and just like a different outlook too. Yeah. And that is, I mean, they are, yoga is in the hospitals and, and they're p- pushing that too, especially for oncology, um, you know, patients that's needed. Right. And, and that's kind of the forefront of that is starting. And then uh, other things come behind that. Right. So mm-hmm. it's going to be, it's going to be kind of this parallel approach that will merge together. Yeah. yeah. No, it makes sense. It's about time. That's for sure. Yeah. My background, as I told you briefly too, like I, was diagnosed with CF when I was like three days old. Right. So forever had this gone through surgeries in the past for my stomach. Um, thankfully my lungs are still my lungs and that's important. Um, and you know, have been going through different means of, of healthcare my entire life, along with the traditional Western medicine of like pulmonary function tests and x-rays every quarter or not every quarter, but once a year with, with x-rays, every quarter with pulmonary function tests, blood work, you know, sputum tests, the whole, the whole deal, the whole fun stuff there. But simultaneously, you know, my mom was smart enough in the, in the eighties and nineties to get me into like exercising and, and the workout schedule and like lift weights and get my lungs working in a pool and like swim a whole bunch and things that they were that my parents were told don't do because he'll lose, you know, I'll lose weight. The, the kid will lose weight and then you don't want them to lose weight. So the other thing that they told my parents to do was just give me like fatty, disgusting McDonald's foods and like fast food to keep weight on my body, but I couldn't oh. digest that stuff. So, so my mom instead was like, no, nah, we're going to give him like a pretty good, super clean diet. So for forever, for a really long time, I was eating really weird stuff in the eighties and nineties, like at lunch wow. for school. So, but it kept me, kept me going. You know? That's amazing. Kept me alive. God bless your mom. Yeah, absolutely. She knew, she knew earlier than anyone else. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. um, so yeah. Then? Where you said yeah. mm-hmm. uh, outside, outside of Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. I mean, for me, it was Ohio, right? Mm-hmm. So it's skyline chili and La Rosa's was kind of our fruit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it does. I'm happy that your you know mom was that way and yeah. 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 Absolutely. She she was she is, I mean she's still alive thankfully. She's always been really good at at understanding what doctors had said to me or said to them mm-hmm. I should say and then translating it to what really we should be doing because yes the 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 advice that the doctors gave us was good but it wasn't always 100%, right? It was right. like, like a buffet, if you will, like take the good stuff that you want. And also you can just leave the other stuff there. Cause you're not going to, you're not going to use that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. So like working out, swimming, cycling, just stuff to really get your heart rate going and get my lungs pumping and, you know, moving and, uh, and then, and then diet, right. That was a, a big, a big deal is, is clean, a clean diet and don't eat garbage. Yeah. I mean, and, that's the, the biggest piece on all of it is mm-hmm. the nutrition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then secondarily, or maybe even primarily, like I said too earlier of, of feeding only positive into your brain, right? Like if I was being told my entire life that, you know, CF is going to kill me and I shouldn't live to be 10 and then 15 and 25, et cetera, et cetera. And if I believe that, then yeah, I probably would have mm-hmm. not made it. Exactly. Because I never believed yeah. that stuff. And here we are. Yeah. I mean, thoughts become things, right? Absolutely. So it's, it's manifesting Truly, you everybody has the power to do it. It just has to take practice. And that's one thing that 
has sustained me to be where I am is just saying, I can do it. This is what I want to do. And no matter what, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And having that, you know, willpower to kind of see this through. And, and you've had that too, right? It's, so. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not, it's not easy. It's not something that people learn easily is to change that, that thought process. Right. Cause if you're always feeding negative thoughts and like hating your surroundings and complaining about whatever, it's hard to get out of that pattern. Mm-hmm. And, but mm-hmm. once you are able to get out of, out of that pattern, it will benefit your life exponentially. Exponentially. Yeah. yeah. And you know, a lot of it too, is what you heard when you were younger, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of my clients are, a lot of this stems from the labels that they got as children <laughs> and, it, you know, they're 50 years old now. And somehow that created their life because they were listening so much from what other people say. And it's not just doctors on medications. It's, you know, their own family. Absolutely. Uh, so that's, that's a big piece on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I, I kind of call it like uh knowledge, knowledgeable denial. Like I felt like I, I was in denial, but at the same time, not because like I knew I had CF. I knew I had to take medication. I knew that I had to go to these doctor's appointments, but I wouldn't talk about it with anybody. And I wouldn't talk to, unless people ask, if somebody asked, like my mom's friends asked, or like my friend's parents asked or whatever, then I would talk to them about it, but I wouldn't volunteer information to anybody. Mm. Even my closest friends up until the past couple of years really had no idea because I was still so closeted about this because I didn't want to talk about it. Cause talking about it to me more was about acknowledging the fact that it exists. And then I would, I felt as though it would give me like uh, more negative thoughts, mm-hmm. but it, but it didn't. So thankfully, you know, right. therapy yeah. has helped me come, come, um, come a long way and be able to talk about this more easier or more right. easily, I should say. Right. And I think the more that you, you know, the more you talk about it, you can help so many people. Cause I, I was just like that too. I was like, Oh, you know, I'm such a go-getter type a, I have to succeed mm-hmm. and, and have that. I feel that I, conquered or, you know, that's just this Pitta in Ayurveda. It's called this Pitta mentality. And I'm, there's three doshas to the body and we can do another podcast if you want to ever learn about it. But, uh, that high fire mentality that I had was so imbalanced and that is what kind of caused me to have these adrenal issues. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to talk about feeling sick. Cause I just put on a happy face. Cause like what you said, you would, I would think it would put me, you know, make me negative or, exactly. uh, but the whole healing process is being open mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I definitely found that to be true for sure. Like it's just been past year, two years for me has really been like a lot of, I wouldn't, I would call it healing, but yeah. without even realizing that's what it's happening. Cause I just feel better. I mean, I feel better. I've got a better mentality than I did. And I thought it was pretty good before, you know, and now I'm yeah. a whole other, whole other world of happiness, which is great. So. And what do you think was kind of the top, two things that made it better. Yeah. A couple things actually. So one was therapy for sure. Mm-hmm. 2019, toward the end of 2019, I was having a real difficult time with just like life in general. Like everything was just, I felt like I was getting shit on everywhere. Yeah. So I was getting, getting to be pretty depressed. And then my wife helped me find a therapist. And my dad came up from Florida to talk to me and try to get me to go see somebody. And I realized at that point, I just didn't have the tools needed to cope with the problem. So the therapist would then have those tools needed to help me. That that was number one. Number two was uh, a breakthrough in Western medicine that basically gave me a new medication that for the most part eradicated the rest of the stuff I've been doing for my entire life. So like my quality of life went up 
Amazing. It is. Yeah. Cause his new medication works a million times better. It's easier to take. It's just literally three pills a day instead of two hours of nebulizer treatments twice a day and antibiotics yes. and all this other stuff that I was on. So right. getting rid of all that stuff helped me a lot too. Like there's things now that I can do that. I never even thought I was able to do before, like, like travel for extended periods of time. I wasn't able to do that before because I was always relied, relying on a nebulizer machine to go with me to like breathe and take medicine that I don't need to take anymore. So I don't need to take right. the machine with me. So wow. like I can go to wherever at this point, I can go camping. I went camping for the first time in my entire life a couple of weeks ago. It was just, you know, something I needed to get out of my system and try it. That's amazing. Where did so, you go? I'm just curious. Yeah. We went to like this, this really, really, really remote spot of Pennsylvania, um, almost the New York border, basically like Western Pennsylvania, but North. And, uh, it was the middle of nowhere, like literally nothing. There was nothing. It was, uh, they had more elk there than I think they do people. So, well, oh my um, gosh. yeah, it was, it was cool. And I really, I did enjoy myself. My friends that I went with are avid outdoors people and they really knew what they were doing. And thankfully I didn't have to bring any gear with me. They just said, show up, bring some, bring some food. I was like, great. You got it. <laughs> and that was your first time ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, you're definitely, <laughs> I think I've been camping way more than you. <laughs> Most people have. Yeah. <laughs> but that's great. Now you, now you get to see so many places and you don't have to bring all this and you know, that and exactly. And like rely on it and like count how many pills do I have for the, you know, how many, how many days of antibiotics do I have to take with me on a thing? Like I don't need it anymore. Just don't need it. That's amazing. So, that's amazing. And yeah. that, like I said, is part of the journey, right? I mean, it's just, and I think the biggest, another piece of this is patience, mm-hmm. but sometimes you do want to give up, but the faith for me and having that spiritual, you know, I'm, I'm a spiritual person and it's kind of how I thrive through this and for anything in life I've been through and keeping that faith is mm-hmm. the biggest. Yeah. Keeping it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, an, it's, an, it's very important for a lot of people to do that, you know? Um, yeah. And, and for me, I've always felt that CF wasn't going to kill me. And I always felt that this is the truth. I always felt that something was going to happen that would prolong my life exponentially. And I had never really asked or needed or wanted a cure because I'm a realist. I understand that pharmaceutical companies don't cure people because they want to make money forever. I get that, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's how mm-hmm. it's how commerce works. And it's a shame, but it's the way it is. Right. But the second best thing is a treatment that is incredibly easier to deal with than what I was on before. Exactly. And I was given that. I mean, for whatever reason, it came. It what's that? And it worked. And it works great. Yeah, it works great. That's great. So that's yeah. great. I, and it's it's what works. You continue it, mm-hmm. and then if you can add on lifestyle changes and other things that can manage all other aspects too of your overall health, then that's that's the trick. It's finding that spot that overall helps and can get you moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I, I agree with you hundred percent. It's not just one thing, you know, it's a combination of, of whatever it takes basically. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. true. So, all right. So let me, let me go back a little bit here and still trying to like piece together the story. Right. So mm-hmm. you've gone through, what was the training like for you to become this specialist or what would you even call yourself? Like what's the, pr- the predominant term? Are, an Ayurvedic practitioner. Yeah. Practitioner. Okay. Yeah. What did you have to go through and do and the steps to take to get to that point? Well, first of all, I felt <laughs> after 17 years in healthcare, Western medicine, that mindset, 
um, I feel like I had to throw it out the window <laughs> for a bit, you know, not throw it out completely, but I, I really, it actually completely, it helped me immensely because you have to have that training in order to kind of start this in some way, especially to understand the body, the human system, how things work, uh, blood testing, what that means. And that's how you can really navigate a patient's, you know, uh, diagnosis, Ayurvedic diagnosis. And so both aspects are great. And I've been kind of moving forward this direction after yoga, yoga training. I'm certified in uh, restorative yoga, neurolinguistic programming, right? The mind, <laughs> how you, what you say, what you think. So all these layers I added to it. And then I went back um, and it's about a two-year program, but really it's, I would say about three years considering with the yoga base and all of that. Mm -hmm. So it took, okay. and it's, it's difficult, very, very challenging. Cause I'm thinking, okay, we have to learn not only a whole different mentality of how you think of how the body works, but also Sanskrit, right. Diagnosing in Sanskrit. And so it's a whole nother language yeah. on top of it. So and it's not an easy one at that. I mean, it's not a romance <laughs> language. We're not learning French here, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's not romance. <laughs> Although it would be way easier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Huh. All right. Well, um, so back, I had a, had a thought too, while you were talking about that with the, with the whole mind body thing, my father-in-law is a retired gastroenterologist. So, um, he had his own practice for a bunch of years and he had a, a patient who would say for years and years, you know, doc, I've got stomach cancer. And he would say, all right, let's do the test, get the blood work, whatever. Years. I got stomach cancer. I got stomach cancer. And it was always negative. There was no white blood cell issues or nothing, no problems in the scopes and like colonoscopy, nothing. Mm -hmm. And then 10 years later, sure enough, this guy comes in one day. I got, I got stomach cancer. It's going to kill me. Oh my God. And sure enough, he had stomach cancer. Oh man. And wow. Yeah. And he, wow. and my father-in-law basically was said, you've been, you've been putting this out there in the universe for 10 years. Of course, you're going to get this. You know, of course you've been saying this forever okay. and that's exactly what happened. So he got stomach cancer after saying it for 10 years. And then, you know, his, his mind was made up and I mean, it eventually killed the man. Wow. That's what he wanted. <laughs> it's ridiculous right? to be able to like mind manifest that. Yeah. Yeah. Mind is powerful. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, he created his own destiny. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it works both ways. You know, you can think positively, you can think negatively. So. Right. Right. Um, it's like having that eternal vision board too. And, you know, you have to act on it as well. It's, it's the mind, but the biggest piece is the nutrition, you know, what you're putting in your body, mm -hmm. uh, you know, movement. There's so many things that nature, right. I think for me, it's, that's the biggest piece as well. So. I do not like yoga at all. Like I just despise it. I know it's good for me, but I yeah. am, I'm about <laughs> as uh, flexible as a stick. And oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's awful. Like I, I'm horrible at it, but I know I need to get back into it. I was doing pretty well pre pandemic. And then obviously things changed. And now, now that I can go to the gym again and go to a yoga class, I've just been procrastinating about it, but I know I need to do it. Okay. It's great for me. And I know that it's great for everybody to do yoga. It's just to get me into that mindset and into like the desire to a sweat in a room with a bunch of strangers who like yeah. are great at what they're doing. And I can barely touch my toes if I try really <laughs> hard. The, right. And that's why I say it's the problem. I call it Americanized yoga, right? It's, it's, that's not yoga. <laughs> the the U S has really, you know, that piece because coming from the Ayurvedic perspective, you know, yoga is so much in the mind, 
Mm-hmm. Right. So you can just do child's pose and, you know, obviously you want to do your sun salutations and that, but there's a big piece of it. It's, it's not CrossFit. It's not exactly <laughs> yoga's turned into this hot, sweaty. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> and the, the other problem for me too, is that like, I, like you feel as though once in a while I'm an overachiever and like, I have to do it. Like I have got to get in that pose. Like I'm just, I need to do it. And if I don't get in that pose or at least try really, really hard, then, then I failed. I can't just oh. hang out in your child's pose. Although I will, and I have, but then I feel like uh, I just didn't do it. I didn't give it my all. And that did. event just threw that whole yeah, old programming of what yoga should be in America through. <laughs> I know. I got to get over that. I know. but Maybe just, just go lift weights. That's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. the problem. That's why I'm so stiff. <laughs> right. There's so many injured, you know, uh, people from yoga too that I've seen lately. I'm like, what are they doing in these classes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. No, I, I, I gotta get back to it, but yeah. yeah. Um, so where are you in California now and people can come to you and like learn and see, and you can treat them somehow. Like what's, what's that look like? Let's say I, I go to your website and I'm like, you know, yeah. Hey, Hey Linda, let's whatever. What, what am I looking for? And what do you do? Yeah, no, that's great. So I'm currently doing a consult, one hour consult. Um, you know, one and a half hours, depending. So we go through basically everything. It's extremely personalized. Uh, it's like going to the doctor, I say, but you basically have to show me and tell me <laughs> every piece from, you know, the mind, body, and spirit perspective, right? And uh, then I sit down and I take hours putting together a whole plan, uh, treatment plan. And then you can come back. I do follow-ups on a bi-weekly basis as well. So okay. Um, I'm doing, I'm still doing because of, you know, COVID and past year or so I'm still doing telehealth or telewellness, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm also going to be working in um, not so much in California right now, but in a uh, clinic in Arizona, in okay. Scottsdale, Arizona. So if anybody's in that area, they can reach out to me on my website. There's a contact page. And, and what is your website? I know it, but you, you're here. You might as well tell me what it is. Yeah, it's uh, Amani, A-M-A-N-I mind.com. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Yep. So and like an hour long session, telehealth usually, and you go over, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of questions, like you said, and then is it results driven? Like I come to you and I say, Hey, I want to better myself because I have these symptoms help me with that? Or is it more of a questionnaire of like past medical histories and stuff like that? Yeah, it's, it's pretty detailed. So, uh, you know, all, like I said, going to the doctor, you need to go Mm -hmm. through medical history and all of that specifically. But again, if somebody just wants to ask me questions about how can I sleep better? You know, I need some lifestyle management options. I still want to understand your history because that's the only, you know, the way that I can specifically are you vedically, diagnose, uh, to, to maintain that as well. So, okay. And then what would be like a typical diagnosis? I mean, this is a weird question, right? Cause like, there's no such thing as typical, di- typical diagnosis. I mean, anybody who goes to a doctor for whatever the issue is, they're gonna come up with their own personal diagnosis, but yeah, I understand, I understand what those things are, right? Like I understand the broader Western medical diagnosis, but I don't understand an Ayurveda diagnosis. diagnosis like, I don't, yeah. What, yeah. What is that? How does that work? Yeah, it's it's something that we have to know. Okay. It, it's it's all in a different language, so you probably wouldn't necessarily oh, even better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back to Sanskrit. So a, you know, for example, like amla pitta. So if somebody has heartburn, 
um, acid reflux. So everything is, it's all in Sanskrit and it's all, you know, we had to, we know there's thousands of diseases, but they're all in the India mm. form of how it's uh, diagnosed based on that. So I look at from that whole perspective, it's good to know, obviously the diagnosis before from the Western perspective and everything you've done, but then there's a whole nother area of Ayurvedic that comes in and you're like, this is amazing. This is what, and some of the things are so simple that people can implement that they never knew about. And that from my training, cause I wish I knew that, you know, when I was 18 years old, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I drink orange juice every morning and had a waffle or like Cheerios. <laughs> if I, if I would have done this, mm-hmm. you're telling me I wouldn't have had all these, this constipation or issues with my gut, you know? So the simple things go a long way. How about, is, can you give me an example or is it, is it more like got to talk to you in person for such an example? No, I mean, I can do, I mean, just some standard uh, wellness tips, just, you know, waking up in the morning and having hot water with lemon. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that really flushes out some, you know, the toxins in your body, scraping your tongue. <laughs> Have you done that? Oh, <laughs> you yeah. Know that? yeah. Yeah. And that gets rid of a lot of the ama you know, toxins, but this, but specifically designed for you, that's what I go for. Yeah. Okay. And then how about, this is a secondary question that I just thought about. What about like excess? Cause a lot of people in in America have a lot of excess belly weight, right? You can do a million Mm sit-ups and still not get rid of the line of fat that you have. And granted, obviously if you eat less food, that helps too. But is there like a specific Ayurveda trick that you know about for like reducing overall belly weight? America question. The American (laughs) question. Yeah. I mean, again, it it could be right. Right. Underlying health factors. There's all these issues. Um, You know, it depends on what constitution you have, what doshas are out of balance. So I have to go through all that because there could be so many things. I mean, also stress related, Mm -hmm. Uh, but, you know, just simple tricks too. I mean, I think cooking with turmeric is a big thing that a lot of people necessarily might not do. Um, So that really helps from that standpoint. There's, there's things you can put honey in the hot water with the lemon that helps scrape some of the, you can say the extra kapha (laughs) out of your system or, you know, extra fat, right. But it just depends. It's very personalized, but there's little tricks you can do like that that really help. I actually had my friend, um, before she went to her wedding, I gave her a couple of tricks around that. And she's like, even in the morning, waking up and drinking that she's like, Oh my God, I'm actually losing weight. You know, she, we changed her diet and I had to put her on her specific personalized diet. Uh, but just little things too went a long way. And so, yeah, she was happy. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I mean, that's especially for like a, a bride, right? Like the, you want to lose most I probably all brides want to lose like five pounds, no matter what, five pounds, just right off the bat, start with that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, working out is great and eating healthy is great. And, but like I said before, there's still always like that little bit just to get yourself into whatever pants, dress, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. I gave her a little ginger shape before her meals, you know, that kind of, that stimulates your digestion too and your metabolism. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of, yeah, specifics. Yeah. See, this is all smart stuff. I love this stuff. (laughs) It's like, it's great. I love it. I have one question that I ask pretty much everybody. I forgot in a couple of interviews, but I'm trying to get back in the habit of asking this question. So you're, you're up for this question. What would you tell a younger version of yourself about 
yourself today? Like if you could go back 20 years ago and say, Hey, you know, the troubles you're going through or the issues you're having or everything, your path is great. What would you tell that younger version of you to look out for, for today? Or don't listen to mom. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Pretty much. That would be summing it up. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty easy. one. (laughs) Uh, Actually, I never really did listen to her, but now I listen to her even less. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, You know, I would say you are fearless and I think people don't give themselves enough credit on that. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I've bungee jumped off of like four bridges, but sometimes I have fear even like (laughs) doing small things, but I had to let it go. I'm like, how can I be fearless in this and, and not that. So it, it works all the way around. It's just go for it, you know, and, and don't limit yourself. Absolutely. Don't, you know, listen necessarily to all these other opinions out there as well. Yeah. And true to you. I think that your younger version would definitely appreciate that. You know, like (laughs) don't limit myself. Just, just, just do it. Get to the point, you know, and don't listen to mom. She's not going to be right. I I think I stopped at 18. (laughs) When you legally could stop listening to mom. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Guess what, mom? I don't have to listen to you anymore. So yeah, peace. Yeah, exactly. Well, do you have any questions for me or anything you want to add before we just conclude for the day? No, I think it's great. I mean, I appreciate you having me on this and um, any questions that you have. I mean, you and I can talk and I can, I can help you in any way possible. And anyone that, you know, I would be happy to do um, a consult and, you know, give a discount upfront. Perfect. Yeah, Um, no, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. You know, I will absolutely keep you in mind for, for all sorts of stuff that I, and people that I know too. So like, cause there's yeah. nobody here where we live that does what you do. It just doesn't exist. Oh here, so. yeah. It's well, you know, California. Yeah. It's a little different. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I used to live out there and I, I miss it a lot. Yeah. I do miss the Philly accents. I mean, the, I, I miss the East coast accents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the things for sure was like, I needed to get out of LA and, I lived in Big Bear first and and I had to get out of there because it was like all my friends were just not doing anything with their life. And that was really it for me. I was like, all right, I can see where this is going. I see the people that still live where at that time there were like adults that owned houses in Big Bear and they weren't like vacation homes. They were there all year round. And I'm like, eh, oh, well, yeah. I don't think I want to be with you guys yeah. in this spot. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah. so I, I left and actually moved to Chicago, went to school there. Oh, there you go. So, yeah. yeah. And then back to LA, but another, another story for another day. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, I lived in Chicago before coming out here. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. great yeah, city. It's a great yeah. city. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so Linda, thank you very much for uh, all of your words and wisdom today. And I am going to put all your links in the show notes. Awesome. All Sounds right. good. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Thank you. You're welcome. Pleasure talking to you. Pleasure, Pleasure meeting you. Good luck. I'll talk Thanks. to you soon. You got it. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, there you have it. There's my talk with Linda Webb. And I don't know about you, but I learned a lot. That's for sure. If you want to find out more about Linda, go to AmaniMind.com. That's A-M-A-N-I-M-I-N-D. AmaniMind.com. Bridging the gap between Western medicine and Eastern healing. Pretty cool stuff. Like I said in the episode, hopefully insurance companies figure out how to make this stuff work because you know sure it's not the end-all be-all but um could help a lot of people you know think about 
mental health 40 years ago. You know, that was unheard of. People didn't realize how important the brain was and how important mental health could be. And now we get it. So, you know, hopefully in the near future, the Western medicine and Eastern healing will collide better and uh, make make us all better. On that note, have a great week. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Hey, if you or anybody you know wants to be on the podcast and you think that your story can help other people, reach out to me. Let me know. Overcomingtheodds.co. Hit the contact button and send me an email. All right. Be well. Be good to each other. Take care. This podcast was brought to you by Gaming VPN. If you don't have a VPN, you should definitely download Gaming VPN for, well, gaming and streaming. Stay secure online all the time. It's only available on iOS. Go to gamingvpn.tech. This has been a Robot Mouse production. If you like what you heard, please give me a five-star rating and tell your friends about the show.